Hello and welcome to episode 7 of The App Pod. This week I'm joined by Lara Islam, who is the Director of Data Strategy at ITV, which is a major national broadcaster in the UK. I've known Lara quite a while, even to the point where she was my client when I was at an agency and she was an auto trader, uh, which was great fun. And before I moved to the US last January, Lara was one of the final in-person meetings that I had. Uh, I find chatting with Lara just so enlightening, and particularly when it comes to data and transformation. So this week's topic is data transformation. And I really enjoyed recording this. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And all that leaves me to say is, I hope you enjoy episode seven of The App Pod. Hey, Lara, welcome to The App Pod. How are you doing? Hi, Wayne. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm delighted to be here. Um, I think, you know, just so the listeners know that you and I have been uh, planning to have this chat for a long, long time <laughs> for various reasons, including COVID, we've, we've had to reschedule. So I'm glad we're here today. I'm really looking forward to our chat. Yeah, no, me too. And I'm really appreciative that you could, uh, could come on. Um, so for listeners that don't know you, would you mind giving like a quick intro into your career and what you do now? Sure. Um, so I've, uh, I've, I've worked in digital media for, for many years. I've worked in um, media brands like uh, AOL, um, Disney, Telegraph, Autotrader. Um, and I've always um, been attracted to, um, to roles uh, in uh, digital transformation. Um, the, the roles that I've done have always been uh, data focused, um, although they expand multiple disciplines. So I've worked in uh, consumer research. Uh, when I first started out, uh, went into strategic planning, um, had quite a long stint in um, uh, advertising technology and programmatic, which is how we got to know each other, I think almost 10, 12 years ago, Wayne. Um, and then, and then um, most recently in kind of more uh, you know, corporate um, strategic roles. So where, where I am right now is um, at ITV. Uh, uh, we're um, the UK's uh, largest commercial broadcaster. I joined ITV more than two years ago now. So I originally joined uh, the company to uh, build and lead its uh, advertising data team. Uh, so as part of that team, we are responsible for uh, fostering data partnerships, building uh, data products, uh, uh, analytics and measurement for the advanced advertising uh, proposition. Uh, but earlier this year, I moved into a different role um, and I'm now leading uh, data strategy across the group. So what my team is responsible for is partnering with our stakeholders across the business uh, to, deliver, to, to deliver value really through the application of data and AI at a more kind of broad level. That's awesome. And obviously we're here today to talk about data transformation. And I imagine the companies you've worked at have all been going through different forms of data transformation. I imagine ITV going from linear TV ads to online content, et cetera, et cetera. And I think data transformation means different things to different people because yeah. the two words are so broad, but it'd be great yeah. to know how do you define data transformation and 
what it kind of means in your role? Sure. Um, yes, you're right. So as I was alluding to before, I, you know, in, in my squiggly career, I've always been attracted to the chaos of transforming businesses. So you're right. I, I've, I've worked in, um, uh, when I was at AOL, uh, you know, it was transforming from a broadband-based business into an advertising-based business, um, obviously at a national newspaper as it was transforming uh, to more digital focus, and now at ITV, as you say, it's you know there's a it, the, the the challenge is 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 huge and exciting because you know um, a linear linear television and linear advertising is such a big part of the advertising ecosystem. How do we se seamlessly transition into uh, an IP first or a digital first world while preserving everything that we know and love about about television? Um, and I think data has a big, of course I would say that because I work in data strategy, but I think data has a massive part to play in, in those transformative uh, journeys. So I, you know, the term data transformation, I don't, maybe it doesn't mean uh, much to most listeners, but I, I, I look at it in two different ways. So there is the, um, I guess there's the concept of, you know, a transforming business, a transforming industry, and, and how do we use data? And when I say, data, I mean the intelligence that you can drive from data, so the insights and analytics, the capabilities that you build around data in terms of you know, how you collect data, how you store data, how you activate data, how you process data in the right way. How do you use um, you know, the, the data capabilities and, and data intelligence to drive you know, business value in rapidly changing environments? Um, and you know, by value, this could be uh, depending on depending on the depending on the type of business. It could be commercial profit profitability if it's a if it's a commercial business. It could be you know how do we use data to drive strategic outcomes at an industry level, and what part do you know individual companies or organizations play within that kind of overall strategic objective? How do we use data to do that? Uh, or it could be how do we use data for social good? So you know, for nonprofit or or charities, you know, how do we use data to further uh, a particular cause? How do we use it ethically to ensure that you know the right people are getting the support and the and the um, and the help that they need through um, you know kind of nonprofit organizations? So I see, um, you know, in terms of data transformation, there's the part that, that there's the 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 part that data plays in enabling transformation. So that's kind of one. Um, one way to define it. I think the, the, second, the second part, which is a little bit more micro, is how, um, you know, I think the way that we think about data is changing as well, is transforming as well. So I think, you know, data in one way, shape or another has always been a feature in businesses and organizations, you know, you know, from, I guess, from, from the start, you know, of, of, of any business, you know, you always have some data that, that might be financial data in terms of, you know, how many items you sell, how many, how many customers you have, uh, all the way to what we can do now with tagging and tracking and, um, you know, uh, massive um, uh, data collection mechanics, et cetera. But I think one of the one of kind of interesting transformations that 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 is happening of late is um, how how we how businesses are thinking about about harnessing um, harnessing the data and 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 using it to achieve 
um, kind of business or organizational objectives. So this is this is even kind of evolved in the last, I would say, five to 10 years in the different companies I've been in. So, you know, not too long ago, when we thought about um, building up data capabilities as, a, as, a, as an organization, we think about, okay, you know, this is a big project. It's, it's purely technical. We are going to um, build a data lake. We're going to get all our data point, you know, all our data signals, all our data points in this data lake. It's going to take us two to three years to build, and then we will start to use it. Uh, and, and I think many companies have tried that, and then sometimes they get to the end of that process and they're like, okay, do we have the right data? What are the use cases? How are we going to extract value from this? So thankfully, we are moving away from that model into a new model, uh, which is how do we, how do we uh, you know, approach um, uh, that sort of harnessing of data in a more in a more phased way, so we can start to unlock value for the business as we go. To be more agile with the use of our data, you know, to think ahead about where we might want to be, but then figure out what are the right steps now, so that you know, within the first three months, six months, you can start to pull on the data that you that you're, you're starting to build and 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 starting to see value from it. Start to get buy-in from stakeholders. Start to get people excited about what they can do with their data. And and actually, that approach, you know, even though it's kind of piecemeal in a way, it's phased. It has much more long, longevity because you know you you're getting buy-in and you're getting and you're extracting value uh, in in the meantime. So those are the kind of the two ways that I look at um, data transformation. Yes, so fascinating. And kind of the evolution is really interesting how I sort of nodding my head like really aggressively when you're talking about, oh, back in the day, it was single customer view or DMP, or let's just chuck whatever we can in there and work it out later. Whereas yes. now there's just more responsibility around, okay, what are we trying to achieve um, as a business and how does data enable that? Um, and that's, as you said, you know, how do you phase that? And I think, where where do businesses start with data transformation? Because some will be reasonably you know, more advanced than others um, and have a better understanding of it. Um, but is it, I mean, you mentioned about use cases. Is it literally get in a room with a bunch of relevant stakeholders and decide what you're trying to do? Or I don't know, where do you, where do you sort of start? Yeah, it, 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 that's, a really, that's a really good, good question. Um, I want to pick, quickly pick up on, on what we were just, you know, what we were just saying about kind of being tech first, because you know it's it's not that long ago, and I know that you work with uh, as part of your business way, and you work with lots of companies that are looking at how they can, you know, start to in-house their advertising capability. How can they start to harness data? And um, uh, you know, I think in the in the recent past, it has been all about okay. Well, let's bring on a DMP. Let's bring on a CDP. Uh, you know, let's let's get all our data in the right place. Um, uh, and then you know, a lot of expectation is built up because you've you got to make a business case for bringing on this new platform, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and and you're setting your set. You know, business will set itself up for. Uh, you know, huge disappointment if it doesn't have plans to, you know, kind of activate that data and use it and start to create value. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm personally really glad that we've moved away from that model. Um, in terms of, um, in terms of getting started, I mean, I, I think you're right. Like 
what what is it? Do do we do we all get in a room with a whiteboard and post-it notes and and start to you know start to map this out? Um, I think it does. I think it does start internally first. I think it is about you know um, uh, different business areas, you know, really stepping back from the day to day, and this is hard to do because really you kind of get in. You kind of get used to the you know particular way of doing things like managing big data sets in Excel spreadsheets and hoping that it won't fall over. So how do you you know how do you as a data team perhaps how do you engage with stakeholders and get them to step back from their day to day, think about the challenges that they experience in their you know in in delivering you know whatever it is that that business area delivers. And, and thinking about thinking about the pain points and thinking about the opportunity and really kind of figuring out how can data you know um, uh, create more efficient me mechanics for what you know for, for, for some of the tasks that they're doing but then also you know start to think about if I had this I could do this better so start to kind of blue sky uh, some, some of that and I think uh, you know I think you, you mentioned you know, getting people in a room. I do think that with kind of big data transformation projects, or even small ones, to be honest, little projects, you, you need to get, it needs to be cross-functional from the start. Um, you know, you need to have that uh, kind of three-way interaction between the business user, the one that's actually kind of feeling, you know, feeling the pain point, the one that's closest to the customer, perhaps closest understanding to the customer, the one that's actually going to implement any data-driven solution that you, you have so you can actually generate value. Um, the data teams, will, which you know, uh, hopefully will provide thought leadership um, you know, and understanding of the mechanics of, of uh, data collection, storage, processing, modeling, et cetera. Uh, and of course, the technology teams, because we rely on the technology teams to ensure that the infrastructure, the, ar the architecture rather, that is built um, is fit for purpose, is, yeah, um, is scalable, is, um, you know, can, can uh, not only solve the problems that we see today, but, you know, the ones that we anticipate that we'll see in, in the future. And I think another stakeholder, particularly in data projects, that's so important to get involved from the start is obviously our legal and privacy colleagues, because that is an ever-changing landscape. Um, uh, you know, we are, we're very fortunate at ITV. Our, our legal and privacy teams are very, um, they're very knowledgeable about the operational aspects of data as well. And so we have a really good partnership with them to ensure that what we're building is fit for purpose, but also um, modular enough, flexible enough that we can kind of, uh, you know, change it um, as needed. So, and that's all kind of part one, I think, you know, the, the kind of the internal perspective, stepping away and kind of understanding how we could use data uh, better to deliver the, the, the value that we need to deliver in, in, our, in, in our business. But I think there is a very, um, I think particularly in this area, because it's so fast changing, I think the, the, the next important step is, is validation. And that's where, you know, you kind of bring in, bring in an outside perspective, right? An expert's perspective, an advisory such as your company, um, Wayne, and, and others, you know, to, um, to kind of come in, um, uh, you know, work with the teams, 
validate uh, some of the use cases that have come up in that first step. Um, and I, you know, the way the way I like to work with um, with the advisory companies that we work with is to really lean on them actually to bring some inspiration into the business. Um, you know, hopefully they will have worked with many other companies across multiple industries. You know, not like for us, don't just look at you know the other broadcast companies, but can we look at FMCG or retail or travel? You know, what are the learnings that we can get from there that we can bring into our business? And I think a partner that can help us to validate that is, is really, um, really a really crucial step. You know, if you can afford it, I think as a business, you, you should definitely do that. And then I think the third piece is just get going, really. I mean, you know, I've touched a little bit on kind of that agile approach, you know, um, you need to start, um, you know, iteratively, you need to have some initial hypothesis that you want to test. Uh, you need to, you know, everyone says it, not be afraid to fail, uh, learn fast, etc. So, and there's, you know, no better way to do that than to do it. <laughs> and, and as we said before, the new, the new mechanics for, for, uh, for, you know, for, for kind of um, data architecture, you know, by building it, uh, you know, phase by phase means that you can start to unlock value and start to do test and learn quickly and, and figure out what's right for your business. So um, yeah, kind of three broad, broad areas to think about perhaps. Yeah, and I, f I find the cross-functional side so fascinating because obviously my background and bias is ads and I'm always thinking what data can I use to make ads more targeted and measure the effectiveness, et cetera, et cetera. But actually when you think about how it can work the other way, like what can we learn from the media we're buying, the way we're targeting for other parts of the business, whether it's product, website, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things whenever kind of how I have been involved in those sort of projects is you know, different teams have their own person, their own different objectives. So yeah. maybe the, the store team is, oh, we want to increase in-store sales. That's all I care about. And the website team is, oh, I just want website sales or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, how do you kind of navigate that within a business? Do you need a central team? Do you need champions in each? You mentioned, you know, an advisory can come in and sort of remove themselves of some of the, you know, day-to-day -day and provide inspiration. Interested to know kind of in practice how you've seen it work well. Yeah, I, you know, just picking up what you said right at the start of that, I, 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 I also think it's hugely ironic in a way that, um, you know, when we had less data in the past, we were really focused on on insight. Um, and as we've moved to to you know having more data more data across, you know, and multiple kind of channels, you know, it's it's just you know obviously it's just sort of exploded the amount of data that we have. We I, ironically have moved maybe a little bit away from insight and more to kind of targeting, uh, primarily targeting, but also measurement. And, um, you know, I think, I think there's a disconnect there. It probably will, it, it probably is swinging back. I mean, certainly at ITV in my, in, in, in my team, uh, you know, we, in the team that I was in before when we were building advertising, advertise, advertising products for, uh, for, for our commercial um, proposition, you know, we, we try to take quite a disciplined approach. You know, we know that we have, you know, lots of really valuable data. Uh, ITV Hub has 
32 million registered users um, and lots of data signals across that. Um, how do we how do we ensure that we are completely kind of going full circle? So we're using that to really understand our user base, you know, what, what they want, what they need, uh, what could be interesting from a, you know, from a, from a content or an advertising content point of view, um, then using that insight to, to then build products um, that, that, that are relevant. Um, and then, you know, ensuring that we measure those products off the back of that. So there's no point kind of just, you know, providing thousands and thousands of audience segments for targeting, but then not having a, a sense for uh, for what's for what's working, you know, not having a sense for what's working, but also not taking into account all that valuable insight about our, our users as well. What makes ITV as a proposition particularly unique or interesting. You know, th that's how we should be focusing, uh, focusing on, on it. Um, I guess, uh, sorry, I've kind of taken a bit of a tangent there. Uh, you can Love tell it. it's, 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 a, it's a bit of a soapbox moment for me, that, that kind of full, you know, full journey approach to, to using data. Um, I think um, in terms of kind of, you know, kind of pra practically, um, I, you're right. I've, I've kind of been in organizations that have had a centralized data function that serves a bit as the you know, knowledge, knowledge center for how data can be used across the rest of the business. Um, I've also worked in um, companies where the data team is much more decentralized, where you know, analysts, scientists, et cetera, sit closer to the business areas um, and therefore have better domain knowledge um, and you know can can sort of tailor the the data solutions to particular use cases, particular you know business pain points, etc. Um, I've also been in companies where they move from centralized to decentralized and back to centralized again, um, which in and of itself is not bad actually, because you know as long as you have really strong people in those in those teams, actually kind of moving the model you know every so often is not not a bad thing it's almost like you know you kind of have a regroup you have a regroup and ensure that you know the skill sets are uh, up to scratch the platforms are you know still fit for purpose um, you know you have a moment where you're kind of bringing everything back together to ensure quality control etc and then you're going back to a decentralized uh, decentralized model although it's quite difficult for teams at times to go back and forth I mean, I think, um, you know, I think, I think my thinking now is, you know, if we can have the best of both, I think that makes, that makes the most sense. Um, and there are kind of organizational models now that, that support that. So you can have, a, you know, a completely decentralized, um, a de decentralized data team that are embedded into the business, the business areas operationally, but then have very strong functional core so if you think about, you know, say the marketing area has uh, a dedicated uh, a data team that has, you know, kind of um, analysts, scientists, engineers, et cetera, uh, that have domain knowledge and kind of fully support the needs of the marketing team, uh, be that driving value through, you know, return on ad spend, uh, marketing optimization, um, you know, better uh, uh, attribution models, et cetera. But then each one of those those you know those um, those roles within that team has a, a kind of a strong functional line back into 
um, you know, a head of analytics, uh, a chief data scientist, et cetera, um, that can facilitate, uh, you know, kind of learnings, you know, um, uh, knowledge sharing, uh, training, um, and, and really giving, you know, those groups a, a community. I think, I think what I've seen actually in, in data teams is that sense of learning from each other is huge. You know, and especially if you're, if if you are able to, and this is, I think, a massive, massive requirement for data teams. If you are able to build uh, a truly diverse team that brings together lots of, you know, backgrounds, uh, so so diversity from the perspective of what you can see, but also skill sets, you know, uh, industry backgrounds, etc. That that. Um, you know, how do you make the most of all of, the, you know, of that, that diverse thinking? So having that kind of centralized hub uh, at a function level really kind of enables the whole team to grow, if you see what I mean. So, yeah, I'm a bit halfway, I guess. I think, I think actually a kind of a hybrid model of central and decentralized is, is, it could, be, could be a really good way for, for companies to progress with their data strategy. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. Um, just want to move on to data ethics um, because particularly in advertising and particularly at the moment, there's a lot of um, you know, public opinion and articles written about what you should and shouldn't do with data. And I've kind of always said to my clients that just because you can collect it and use it doesn't mean you should um, because data is obviously sensitive in many ways. Then also on the flip side, sometimes knowing something about somebody means you can remove them from targeting certain things or encourage them to do things. Um, kind of interesting because you mentioned, uh, you know, ITV obviously has a massive like online user base and different businesses have, you know, different approaches to this. How do you balance that kind of ethically responsible approach to data along with uh, trying to achieve, you know, data transformation and business needs with data? Yeah, I know. I know it's 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 forefront. It's forefront of our minds. Um, I, I've had two meetings today where we've talked about data governance. You know, I think um, it it has to it it has to be one of the most important things about a data transformation project or any data project in general. Um, I guess there are kind of uh, two broader aspects. So one is the regulatory side of things, and as we talked about, you know, that is that is ever kind of ever evolving. So like I said, you know, in those cross-functional teams, having very good relationship with, um, not just relationship, they're really part of the team, the legal and, and data privacy, uh, you know, colleagues. Um, and then also ensuring that, especially particularly companies that are, you know, maybe building from, from scratch or, you know, are, you know, in the process of upgrading their data systems, et cetera, to make sure that there's enough flexibility uh, in your, in the way that you set up your architecture, particularly where you are collecting data at source, to make sure that there are kind of mechanics in place that you know where you can you 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 can change some of those settings, um, you know, at the source of, of the data before it kind of goes out and, and and is used by you know kind of I don't know, twenty different platforms across the business. Um, uh, so there's definitely the regulatory aspect of it, and then the the other the other aspect is you know, the, the social contract that you have with your customers, right? So as a media organization in particular, um, you know, we have a particular value exchange with our, with our, with our customers, the viewers, right? So, 
um, obviously ITV has, you know, uh, a strong um, uh, ad funded uh, ad funded business. Of course, that's kind of you know the, the biggest part of ITV. Um, but we also have uh, subscription based services and. You know the social the, the the contract I guess between us and uh, the value exchange between us and 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 our and our viewers um, differ in 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 both of those cases. But in you know we are in that in that sort of social contract there is um, kind of implicit in that an understanding and a level of trust, right? So I'm giving you, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of offering up my my data as part of registration process or subscription process. I am getting a subscription to. The, Content, or I'm getting, you know, kind of. Um, uh, I understand that you, you that we use some of this data for uh, to uh, for advertising that will fund this wonderful content that I see. So all of that, I think, is becoming uh, and needs to become even more explicit, you know, in that in that social contract. Um, in terms of kind of, you know, the the data collection itself, I think, you know, you, you're absolutely right. We chatted a little bit about this before. Um, you know, it is. I, th I think it's about making sure that you're collecting data responsibly. It's almost not just about too much or too little, although that that's part of it as well. You know, don't 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 collect data. You know, reams and reams of data that you don't that you don't need and won't drive any any value. Um, but I think even more importantly than that is um, really understand what what data you're collecting and why you need it. So it's it's not just about the volume, it's about the quality or, or the, the you know, are we collecting the right data sets? Um, are, is, is the data set that we're collecting representative of our, our customers? You know, are, is there bias in even how we're collecting data that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, where down the line we're not able to, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, we might inadvertently then introduce bias to the way that we segment our users or the way that we model. So I think it's, it's you know, a, a real consciousness right from the design, not even before the design phase, you know, right from the data collection phase, really thinking about, um, you know, are we collecting data responsibly? Are we collecting the right data sets? Are, is the, are these data sets representative? Um, uh, you know, is this going to... Um, uh, not, you know, are we creating gaps? This is a hard one because you don't know what you don't know sometimes, but are you creating gaps that will, that will cause bias down, down the line? Um, and I think all of that, you know, needs to be built in from the start. It needs to be kind of by design. Um, and I think on, on, on your point about, um, you know, targeting and exclusion, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. Like you, you know, you could use, um, uh, data to be discriminatory, which you hope, hopefully you won't, but you could also use data to protect, right? So, you know, going back to the question of making sure that we're collecting the right kind of data, if the rules change, for example, they're changing now around, um, uh, you know, how, data processing on, uh, you know, children's profiles, for example, you know, having the right data sets at the start and ensuring they're protected, of course, means that we can now go back and go, okay, the, you know, the regulation has changed. It's now, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, we need to be vigilant about, um, you know, excluding uh, 
uh, profiles of, of people under 18, for example, we're able to do that now because we have, you know, that secure data in place. And there's loads of other examples. So, you know, uh, um, advertising clients in the gambling uh, area or um, in, you know, sort of alcoholic beverage or whatever it is that, you know, there are lots of kind of sensitive categories of vulnerable users, perhaps that, uh, you know, those businesses could exclude because they've collected the data in a sensible way that enables them to exclude, uh, you know, those, those, those types of audiences. So it is a balance, I think. Um, when it comes to data collection and data processing. Cool. Um, we've covered so much in this discussion, the going from like what data transformation is, how you get started, the different stakeholders involved, structuring teams centrally, decentrally, data ethics. So hopefully listeners have got a lot from this. Um, but is there anywhere you'd recommend them go to find out more about data transformation sort of after listening to this podcast? Oh boy, I'm sure. I'm sure that there's there there's loads there's loads out there. Um, so I, I I'm a big um, I'm a big reader actually. So kind of admit my nerdiness to all of you viewers on this <laughs> podcast. Um, and you know I, you know there's certainly uh, lots of really kind of interesting. Uh, uh, interesting books that you can read, like around around um, data ethics, for example, uh, and you know the and and um, data bias in in models, for example. There's uh, a book called um, Invisible Women by I think Car I wrote the name down uh, Car Caroline Criado Perez, which is absolutely fantastic, and that was all that point around actually sometimes we don't collect the right data, there's a gap in the data and that actually creates biases in, in, in our insight and it causes us to make wrong decisions. So really interesting. Uh, there's, a, there's a fantastic book called Weapon, uh, Weapons of Math Destruction, uh, love the pun there by Kathy O'Neill. And that's, you know, that's all about kind of um, ethics and biases in, in algorithms. But really it's not just reading books about data actually, there's, you know, reading books about um, kind of agile transformation about um, uh, you know the importance of of measurement um, in in you know how you build teams and how you build uh, departments um, you know some of the some of the classics uh, you know in terms of building teams etc um, and then you know anything really that you can read up on on kind of diversity because you know I personally think when it comes to data. You know, data is all about understanding our customers and understanding the communities in which they live, um, and that and that is you know, and I in in, in most in our country in, in the UK, you know, we, we have a hugely diverse population. ITV services a hugely diverse um, uh, a set of viewers, um, and you know, if we're going to use data to understand those viewers, then we ourselves as a data team need to represent. The, you know the full diversity of our uh, of, of our um, of our of our viewers. So you know I think diversity is a huge uh, hugely important factor in that as well. So lots out there. There's loads out there. Loads to consider <laughs> and study. That's good. Um, I think that's it. Thank you very much, Lara. I really appreciate oh, you welcome. coming on. It's been great. Oh, it's been it's been great. Yeah. Hopefully it's been useful for some of your listeners. <laughs> I'm sure. Thanks, Lara. Cheers. Thank you. 
I really hope you enjoyed that episode of the App Pod. I know I found it fascinating. Lara is one of the most intelligent and rational people that I know. And when she talks about data transformation, it just kind of keeps making sense. And the topic itself is actually quite complicated. So I felt really fortunate that Lara, you know, came on to the App Pod. So anyway, that's the end of episode seven of the App Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like, subscribe, share, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>